Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome into a special edition of Final Whistle. We're doing a special interview here today. I've got NFL draft prospect, three-year starter at Appalachian State, Zach Thomas. Zach, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedule to come on Final Whistle with me. Hope everything is well with you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's jump right in. Looking back at your career now at Appalachian State, why did you choose them coming out of high school? Um, you know, it's the winning tradition that I pass. Um, you know, when you when you take your official visit there um, and when you walk in there, you see the championship banners, you see the trophies, you see the rings, and that's what hooks you as a player. Um, obviously, when you're going through this process, you're trying to find the right team for you, the right fit for you, the right offense for you. Um, at the end of the day, you want to win, and that's why I chose App over everyone else is they just have a pedigree of winning, um, and that's happened for a long time. And the older guys pass the force down to the young guys, and it's just a legacy that's around App um, that you just want to fit in those shoes and you wanted to continue to be better um, as a football player. And so, I mean, it was an easy decision for me once I got it. Um, it was a no-brainer for me. And you took full advantage of the opportunity they gave you. You are in the top five in almost every offensive cord, uh, category Excuse me, in wins, passing yards, passing touchdowns, uh, touchdowns responsible, total offense. Looking back, is there anything more that you think you could have done for the Mountaineers? I mean, I think I gave it my all. Um, you know, if you, if I would have came back another year, you know, I probably would have competed to break some of those records. But at the end of the day, it's not what it's about. Um, it, my time at App was over with. Um, and I was happy with the success that I've had and the team's had at App. Um, I mean, I think more than anything, um, winning the two championships that we won um, and going undefeated in a bowl record, that was probably my main achievements that I had at App. Um, just shows you the type of team that we had. Um, we went through a lot of coaching changes, but at the end of the day, we kept getting it done and winning championships. And so, you know, my time at App was done, and I was happy to pass the torch down to the younger generation that's coming through there um, and just continue to hope that, you know, the winning tradition continues. And you mentioned it yourself. You went through three different coaching changes in three years as the starting quarterback. Did the offense end up changing every year for you? Was there a lot of turnover? What was that like for you being the starter and having to go deal with a different head coach every year? Uh, you know, it, it's tough. Um, you know, when you get in your rhythm and everything starts going your way, you know, they take a better job. Um, I mean, I don't fault them for taking the better jobs and helping their family out. But at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of unfortunate as a player. Um, you know, you, you start building those relationships with those coaches and next thing you know, they're leaving. Um, you know, it was hard. Um, some coaches would throw different philosophies at us. But, I mean, that's you sign up to play college football. Nothing's guaranteed. Nobody's guaranteeing they're going to stay there while you're there. Um, so you choose this place not only because of the atmosphere of playing football, but also the people on the team. And, you know, I formed great relationships throughout the team. And it was always a fight that I was willing to take. Um, you know, each different coordinator and head coach I had had different philosophies. Um, and I think it actually helped me um, to be my advantage and excelled my game more just because, you know, I saw different things from different coaches. They'd point out different things and they'd teach me more about the game of football. And I think that's honestly what's helped me get to the position I'm at right now. Do you think the coaching changes in different systems give you an advantage uh, for the next level of being able to know that you've already been able to adapt to multiple systems? 
Yeah, like like you just said, I mean, I think it just shows that um, the ability to adapt to different situ- uh, situations and different systems. Um, you know, whatever they throw at you, um, I was the type of player that just spent a lot of time in the film room and learned from my mistakes. Um, and that's, that's the only way you're going to grow as a player is to learn from the mistakes that you've made on the field. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, every different coach, I learned something new with, um, and that's carried on to the day that I'm at right now. And so it's just a blessing that I was able to go through that situation. Um, at the time, you know, it sucked. Uh, but at the end of the day, at the end of the tunnel, you know, I saw a lot of light of it and learned a lot of different scenarios from each coach. No doubt. And looking back on your career and looking back at your film through App State, what are a couple of things you're trying to work on now that you want to translate for you to help you get to the next level? Yeah, I think it's just accuracy, um, the ability to throw the tight window passes um, and the ability to put it on the number whenever they need to catch the ball. You know, I have, you know, sometimes I would get away from my fundamentals of football, um, you know, sometimes whether that's getting rushed or pressure in your face or whatever it is, you know, you, you make a bad throw here and there. Um, so right now, just trying to work more on accuracy and arm strength and just trying to deliver the ball the best of my ability and put it in a spot to where the receiver can make a play with it. And you walked into your first career start at App State, almost going into a little bit of a house fire or a dog fight almost. You had to go on the road into Happy Valley at number nine, Penn State. Penn State was a team that was projected to be a contender to make the college football playoff. You took them on the ropes. You were down 14 multiple times, and you guys ended up taking the lead late. Just walk me through that game. What were the emotions like for, as your first career start and like the whole emotion of the momentum swinging throughout that game and leading to a 45-38 thriller? Yeah, um, like you said, um, that was my favorite game that I played at App State. Um, obviously, for many reasons, it was my first start. And we were in contendence to beat Penn State. Um, you know, as a kid, you dream of playing those big teams um, and winning the game. And obviously, we didn't win the game. But at that time, um, that being my first start, you know, I think that played a lot into the kind of player I formed into, um, gained a lot of confidence throughout that game. And then just earning the trust from my teammates and coaches and fans around me that were there and that were watching. Um, I earned a lot that game and it just kept with me throughout my whole time that I was at App State and just the willingness to be better. Um, you know, obviously, when you think of Penn State, you always think of bigger and better and stronger um, but I knew we had something special at App, and, you know, I just wanted to go out there and showcase not only my skill, but the skill level of the team. And we did exactly that. And obviously we came up short. But at the end of the day, you know, I think that was the benchmark of that season. Um, we gained a lot of confidence that year and went on to win the conference championship. So, it, I mean, it was a blessing um, just being able to go out there and compete um, with those guys and eventually taking them to overtime um, was just an awesome experience. Taking them into overtime and that – that throw that ended up being an interception late, that was honestly the – you threw a perfect ball there. That was the only place you gave your wide receiver a chance to go up and get it and make a play. Unfortunately, the defender ended up making the play. But for you, in that game, when was that – when did you have that moment and you're like, all right, we can beat these guys? Um, I think it's simple. I think when Darrington Evans took the kickoff return um, – I mean, I haven't – Oh, as soon as you brought yet. back that open – the kickoff, yeah. right? That early. I wasn't even on the field yet, but just watching that, um, I had a lot of nerves going into that game. Obviously, your first start and you're at Happy Valley with 105,000 people screaming at you. Um, but when he took that kickoff back, 
um, I think it set up us as an offense and as a defense just to play better. Because um, when he did that, we knew we had a chance to compete. And so him doing that um, was just an electrifying play that year and that game. And I think it helped us in the long run. So you, you mentioned it yourself. Was that game your favorite collegiate moment at App State? Is it yeah, even sir, close? Absolutely. No, that's hands down. <laughs> and for you, winning those Sun Belt titles what, uh, for App State, what was the difference in between those different uh, championship games for you guys trying to combat with a couple different opponents? Yeah, I mean, you, know, you know, at the end of the day, um, throughout all office off season, you know, that's what we're training for. We're training to win championships. And that was something that was instilled in me day one that I got to App State was is we're competing for championships every year. Um, so just the ability to do that and the ability knowing that we're good enough to compete for a championship was all that I needed as a player to go out there and compete for my best, um, for the best interests of the team. And so, you know, we, we played well um, the first two years winning conference. Um that's a lot of high praise um, that we were getting as a football team and we deserved it. Um, we were winning a lot of games and not only was the quarterback position doing well, but every position was playing in line and that's what made it the team that we were. Um, so it was awesome to be a part of and just, I mean, a great experience to go back and win back-to-back championships. Obviously we didn't get it this year, um, but you know, just the, just the two that we had, I think both played a different role and you know, how much, of the game changed um, for us. And so both games were just fantastic to play in. And for just, I want uh, this is a little spitball questions, a little bit more off topic and app state, you, when you were there, they were, you guys were ranked consistently in those three seasons. Do you feel like the group of five is getting enough credit to be within that college football playoff? Or do you think you, you guys need more recognition? Uh, I, th- I think the the group of five league needs more recognition. Um, when you look at the grand scheme of things, there's a lot of good teams that go in and compete with your big name power five schools. Um, and I think like this year, Cincinnati um, against Georgia in the bowl game. I mean, I, I think it's to the point now where we're here to compete. Um, yeah. It's just we got to have more teams coming a long way um, to just be able to get the credit that we deserve. Um, so I think once your group of five teams, once you get more players and teams um, in the contentions for it, uh, I think it's going to spark a lot of things. And, you know, this year you had Memphis, you had Cincinnati, Coastal, all these teams were competing. Um, so you had a lot of you, – you were getting more praise than not. And so, you know, as a, as a group of five team, you're looking there and, you know, you wish it could be you. You wish you, you were that team that was getting all that praise. But at the end of the day, you're happy for them because we're all competing for the same goal. And so it was good to see that. Absolutely. And for you, from your sophomore year to your senior year, where has your growth gone in your development, do you believe, as a quarterback? Um, I think it's just the understanding of the game, um, like I hit on earlier, but going through three different coaching changes, um, you, you know, I had to kind of sit back and realize what I was doing wrong and what these coaches wanted me to do um, the right way. And so they taught me a lot about football, um, different coaches, you know, they brought different philosophies to the table. Um, and how they want to prepare for a game. And so just going through that three years and the three different coaches um, and just how I would prepare for a game each week, um, it only grew for the three years I was there. And so, you know, I think that's eventually has helped me to the player that I am today and has made me form into a quarterback that I am today. And so I'm just grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Is there a player that you try to mimic your game behind that maybe in the NFL or someone in the past that you try to like, that you watch a lot of tape of and you're like, 
I want to be like this guy. Yeah, you know, when whenever you throw in the NFL film, you know, you kind of you have your standouts. Um, you know, obviously, I've always been a fan of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and just how the way they play the game and how they compete. And they're the best doing it right now. Um, and so, you know, this year I kind of watched more of Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen just to see the way that they would make plays, um, the way they would recognize defenses, the way they would, you know, make those crazy throws that you see um, just off balance. Um just the way they trusted their teammates to go up and make plays um, whenever nothing else fell, you know, they had the ability to do that. And so, you know, you can get, you can gain a lot of knowledge watching that. And so, you know, I partake in that and, you know, I kind of took little things here and there from each player that I watch um, just to try to make my, my game better. No doubt as a dual threat quarterback yourself, do you see the NF, do you see your game translating to that next level being able to yeah. Absolutely. I think it's just now it's just to the point where someone has to give you a chance. Um, whenever they give you a chance, you got to take full advantage of it. Um, so, I mean, when you look at the NFL nowadays, you know, you have your pocket passers um, that they've been in the league for a long time. But, you know, this new day and age, everything's going to that dual threat. So whenever plays break down, they can make the plays with their feet. And so, you know, I think I've been able to showcase my skills. Um, so now it's just to a point where if I get a chance, I have to run with it. And you've had a couple of those opportunities already being an East-West Shrine game selection. That was that game was ended up being canceled. But you also did the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl virtually, of course. And then you were also the offensive MVP of the FBS All-Americans Tropical Bowl. Just tell, run through those weeks. Did you get to meet with NFL scouts or NFL management? Just run like how those weeks went for you. Yeah, the Tropical Bowl was um, better um, because it was in person. So you had the ability to – See scouts. Um, you had the, that was the first time that I personally had talked to anybody. Um, so it was ability for me to face to face connection with a scout. Um, you know, a phone call. It, you know, it's it makes you feel good. But at the end of the day, when you can meet someone face to face and have that interaction, um, it's priceless. And so, you know, Tropical Bowl was a ability for me to get out there in front of a lot of people and just showcase my skills. Um, the NFLPA and East West. It was a great event um, virtually, but you know, at the end of the day, you can only do so much virtually. So. Um, you know, that kind of sucked in that sense because you couldn't go out there and compete with the other players and showcase your skills in front of a, a lot of people. Um, so I think the Tropical Bowl was, you know, probably one of my greatest um, experience throughout this process as of right now, just the ability to go out there, um, being with a team, playing football again, um, learning a different offense here and there, um, and just going out and winning it um, was a great experience for me. Yeah, and they kind of set you up in the Tropical Bowl to learn a little bit of a pro-style offense in those couple in couple of days that you're out there and you're doing certain reads, certain throws. What was the biggest uh, achievement and uh, takeaway that you took away from that? Um, I mean, I think it's just the biggest achievement was just going out there competing um, and eventually winning. Um, you know, we got there and for two days you practice and then you put the pads on and you play. So um, it's a quick turnaround and you're kind of pushed to study on your own. So it's just an ability to, if you have basically the, the powers in you to do it on yourself um, and to go out there and compete um, was just a blessing. And so, you know, you, you kind of take it on yourself and you try to do it a little by little and learn a little by little here and there and then just get in front of the guys and, you know, talking about their challenges and what they're going through nowadays um, was just a great experience. And now you've transitioned. You're working with Test Football Academy to work on your game, work on your craft. 
uh, what have they provided that you've really cherished to help you get take that next step? Um, I, I think first and foremost, I think it's just the knowledge. Uh, I mean, they've trained a lot of great guys that have went on and played long careers in the NFL, and they've trained guys that have gotten shots. Um, so at the end of the day, these guys know what they're talking about, and you just got to buy into what they're doing um, and just – basically every day come up and get ready to work because I mean, at this point in time, it's just how much you're willing to push yourself. And so these guys provide the knowledge. You just got to go home and you got to go do it. Um, so that, I think that's just been the biggest blessing for me because they're, they're not on your backs um, making you do anything. It's just a willing enough. You're ready to do it. Um, so, you know, they put the ball in your court and it's just what you do with it. And what if you, you right now you're a mid to late round projection if a team gives you a shot, what's your pitch to them of trying to say, hey, I'm Zach Thomas, Appalachian State quarterback. I'm going to be able to bring this, this, and this to the team. Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost is I'm a competitor. Um, you know, when I first started playing football, um, it was instilled in me from my brother, which he's eight years older than me. So, you know, that was kind of tough. He would always beat up on me and whatnot and just made me grow into the player that I am today. Um, and so it was great to do that. Um, and I compete with him. Um, and so that was just instilled in me at an early age to go out and compete to the best of my ability um, and to go out there and showcase my skills. Um, and then I think one that stands out most um, is my toughness. You know, a lot of things don't go your way. It's just not only your physical toughness, but your mental toughness to go out there and make plays um, on the field. And just the leadership um, leader that I am, you know, I'm not your stand up who I got that's going to get in your face and yell at you when you mess up. Um, you know, it was kind of installed in me when I was at an early age, um, just to pull people to the side, make the correction and go out there and be the leader of the team. Um, so I've never been your stand-up guy that's going to yell at you and whatnot, but I'm always going to lead by example, um, doing the right things on and off the field. And so I think as a player, that's something that's always been instilled in me, and that's just something that I strive to do. And what do you what do you want to continue up until the draft? What's next for Zach Thomas? What are you going to be doing up until leading till draft night? Yeah, so still um, I'm in test for another week. Um, so I leave on Saturday. So basically just been training um, for about eight weeks up here. Um, and then I'm going to go back to Boone for about two weeks. And we have pro day April 1st. So, you know, now it's coming to the nitty gritty time. I'm just trying to get those little mistakes that I've made, um, whether that was running or throwing um, fixed. So, you know, April 1st is the big day for us um, just to get all those little mistakes fixed just to where I can go out there April 1st um, and have my mind wiped clean and just go out there and perform to the best of my ability. Absolutely. And Zach, before I let you go, I just want to say, where do you, you've had your knock on your, uh, the draft is right now, which is, the ability to throw in those tight windows that, that you have mentioned that you're working on right now. What do you want to what would you say to those people that have that as your scouting report right now? And what do you want to prove to them wrong? Yeah, you know, I, I, I think that's an interesting question. And I think that's something that I've kind of dealt with my whole life. Um, a lot of people doubt you. Um, a lot of people try to boost you, but at the same time, they're trying to tear you down. And so that, at the end of the day, what those people say, I think that's just going to fuel the fire even more um, and want me to be better um, and want to push myself to be better at those things. So, you know, if anything um, and anybody's ever told me that, you know, I'm not good at this, um, this is not what I'm good at, this is what I'm good at, I'm always going to fix what I'm not good at before I even work on what I'm good at. Um, so that's just something that's been installed in me. And so, you know, throughout this whole process, that's something that I've been 
um, mentally preparing for. Um, you know, people probably going to come up to me and ask me, you know, why can't you do this? Why can't you do this? Um, but, you know, I, I put all the work in that I can right now. Um, so now it's just the ability to go out there and showcase them um, and showcase the skills that I've learned now and to showcase the arm strength that I do have. Absolutely. And Zach, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your Monday. I greatly appreciate it. Remember people for on, that you're, if you're listening or watching on final whistle, April 1st is a big day for Zach Thomas. It's his pro day. Go check that out. Zach, thank you again. And good luck the rest of the way. You're going to do great things at the next level. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That's it, everybody. Welcome. That's your edition of Monday. Final Whistle special edition interview with Zach Thomas. Enjoy your evening. Be safe.